0: Fifth line, Mike Todd here in arena host for your Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Subjectively Speaking Podcast. And now, here's Jeremy Paul and Laura Norman. What is up, everyone, and welcome to a brand new edition of your favorite podcast in the world. I'm projecting a lot of things. My name is Jeremy. And I'm Laura. And Laura, we have good things to talk about this time around. We don't have to be negative Nancys like we were the last time. The Blue Jackets are winners again. They avoid losing three in a row with a 5-3 to victory over the Detroit Red Wings. But before we start talking about hockey, I want to know how is Miss Norman on this wonderful Wednesday evening that we're recording? I'm so tired, but I'm rallying. (laughs)
1: For this podcast
0: it's just um, shotgun to Diet Coke I watched it, you do it off air it did,
1: it did shotgun to Diet Coke um, I started a new job this week and I am very very tired um, let's cheer for
0: gainful employment let's cheer for advocating for new experiences that are going to make you happy and make you successful like let's cheer for that let's advocate if you're in a situation right now where you are not feeling appreciated in your workspace I recommend something quit
1: yeah that's quit what your I damn did. job,
0: <laughs> quit your damn job. Go get you a new one. Step it up, y'all know. I I don't know. I'm feeling manic tonight, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't envy you. I the idea of stepping into a new job right now um, feels like it would be a lot coming near the holiday season and also just like moving from one industry to another. So props to you, friend.
1: Yes, thank you. Uh, yeah, I have left higher education which, which been, is
0: fucked like, no, but which is fucked up because like we like <laughs> have like so often on the show we rely on our experience in higher education. so like now I'm sad that, like I am the lone wolf in this field of higher education and so I'm a little sad. I apologize um
1: I will still be able to relate to higher education experience and expertise since I spent eight years of my freaking life in higher education
0: yeah say it like you loved it okay great anyway (laughs) moving on
1: (laughs) but no i have i have switched fields to something that i think will be uh very interesting in a a different use of my skill set and but it is a lot of learning and a lot of currently reading and note-taking and long long meetings so I am very tired in that aspect, but I am here and ready to talk about
0: some Blue Jackets hockey. Well, we've got some good Blue Jackets hockey things to talk about, which is really exciting. So, like I said, the Blue Jackets started out a little rocky on on two, Monday. 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 Uh, you know, Hockey for Her night uh, at Nationwide Arena, which seems like it was like a really cool experience for the folks who got to do it. So, uh, you know, shout out to the team for always putting on that experience, like we said last episode. But yeah, I think just a little bit of a slow start. Dylan Larkin, who I hope this doesn't end up affecting the Blue Jackets. This is kind of a tangent, but was pulled out was pulled out of his game the other day um, in between the second and third period uh, for COVID-19 protocol, so hopefully like that doesn't like affect the Blue Jackets in any way. Let's just hope the vaccines are effective. But yeah, it, <laughs> he scores against the Jackets. Shout out to Kelly for picking up Dylan Larkin on her fantasy team, only to then be beating me by 17 right now. So that's pretty messed up. I'm pretty pissed off about it, but... Wow! I? Oh, she's kicking my ass. It's like not even close. It's like real bad. So shout out to me for losing that one so far. And shout out to Kelly for taking me out back because you you have done that you are old yellering the shit out of me right now <laughs> you go Kelly is it problematic to use old yeller as a verb no okay. he's a dog yeah but like that, the, when I say old yellering me I mean like yeah it out. I
1: know what you mean okay. but like, I think it's Just, fine
0: just wanted to clarify, make sure I'm not being too problematic on the show tonight. But yeah, so Dylan Larkin, Lucas Raymond is really good at hockey. Um, Like really good. (laughs) He's probably going to win the Calder Trophy this year as Rookie of the Year in the NHL. And he currently deserves it because he's just being stupid. I think he has 17 points.
1: Yeah, that is kind of stupid for a rookie. Yeah. (laughs) Stupid good, like stupid good, not stupid bad, but...
0: Right. And I mean, like, listen, I'm all here for advocating for like our rookies and like our our rookies are really good. And maybe in a normal year where like somebody's not popping off like that, like maybe they're in the conversation. But like I feel like Lucas Raymond and even more at Cider, who is also a member of the Detroit Red Wings, have like separated themselves so much from the rest of the of the pack that it's like kind of moot at this point to consider anybody else. But yes, yeah, so go up one nothing. And then, you know, um <laughs> you feel like the blue jackets are actually like clawing a little bit like they're like playing well after that goal like they're like getting some opportunities and they just can't do it and then elvis (laughs) the second goal hurt so bad
1: yeah it was not a good look um yeah it just I definitely think that that's one that he would like to take back.
0: 100%. And Michael Rasmussen gets his first on the year on that goal. And it just, yeah, I mean, it's just a weird one that gets thrown in from around the blue line. And it just, like, I I don't know if Elvis didn't think it. It almost looked like he thought it was going to go wide. And I don't know. Like, and so he was like, okay, like, let it go. Like, but it obviously, like, it didn't. It found its way into the back of the net. But, but yeah, that's definitely one he was going to want to have back. But then, like, those are the moments, like, in the past where those things happen to the Columbus blue jackets. And you're just like, Oh, like there's, there's no way that this goes well from here on out. Right. Like it's the idea of like giving up a goal a few seconds after Eric Robinson scores, to make it two, one against the Rangers. And all of a sudden, you know, boom, 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 we're down four, two. Like it's that kind of vibe where it's like, this is just not going to end well after that goal. And I love being wrong and I'll own being wrong in this moment because it's not what ended up happening, but yeah, uh, the team continues to fight and claw back. And I just felt like they had to, like they had to score. Like there were opportunities aplenty. Thomas Grice, like I don't know like what it is about him and being a blue jackets killer, but he was really stellar for the first half of the game. And like nothing was getting by him until you know, who found a way to score a, you know, who kind of goal. (laughs) Mr. Blue
1: Jacket himself, Captain Boone Jenner, comes in to save the day.
0: Should we talk about the merch? Should we talk like? Should we have like? We talk about the
1: forty dollars that I spent on that shirt.
0: Hey, you you had a fifteen percent discount.
1: (laughs) True. Okay, which made it like thirty-six dollars on that shirt. Um. it,
0: It was a lot.
1: Yeah, but it's real soft, so I guess I paid for that. But yes, uh, Boone Jenner does what all captains should do and uh, lights the fire for their team and gets us on the board um, midway through the second period and with assists to Gus Nyquist and Andrew Peake. And it sort of ignited... It ignited that like second win that we needed because basically a minute, not even a minute.
0: No, it was, yeah, it was almost two minutes.
1: Yeah, almost two minutes later, Mr. comes back to the lineup. Adam Boquist gets himself his first goal of the season.
0: First goal as a Columbus Blue Jacket. How do you do? Adam he was so happy. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it was a hell of a goal, too. I mean, it was a tough angle shot and... You know, he's able to put one behind Grice. And, and yeah, like, again, assists there go to Igor Tinikov and to Gavin Bayreuther. This is not the last time we're talking about Igor Tinikov in this episode, folks. Uh, and so, yeah, the Blue Jackets, you know, tie it up. And, and you're feeling pretty good, right? Like, you're feeling pretty good about the play at this point. And then you move forward, Lucas Raymond again. Very good at hockey. I honestly don't know if I, I remember that goal. Like, I honestly, like, I think I might have repressed it. I, like, literally just hit play on the NHL app and turned the volume all the way down so I could, like, remember what the play was. Because <laughs> I super don't. But uh, it was one that led to the Blue Jackets going down 3-2. to two. And, yeah, it looks like a turnover behind the Nat Bertuzzi. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I think it was Andrew Peake. Turn the puck over it or no? A,
1: it was a defensive breakdown for sure.
0: Yeah, Andrew Peake got beat on the boards, and then it goes back to the only unvaccinated player in the NHL, Tyler Bertuzzi, who gets it out to Lucas Raymond, who scores. Uh, and again, it's just impressive to me that Tyler Bertuzzi keeps scoring goals with no shots. <laughs> so. So, yeah, and that, that, again, like, that happens with about six and a half minutes left in the game. And it's another one of these moments where the Blue Jackets find themselves down in the third period. But not out. Down but not out is right. And so it's just, like, you know, you just don't ever lose hope in this team right now, like, when they're down. I, I mean, probably, like, the only time that I felt dejected in a game this year Probably, ah, uh, four. Four of their loss. Uh, you know what? That's actually a lot of their losses. That is actually a, a majority of their losses. <laughs> so never mind. I think it'd I mean, be
1: weird if you didn't feel dejected during one of their losses.
0: No, but it's like, I didn't feel dejected at all during the, the Capitals loss, right? Because it's like, it was a close game. They played really well. You felt like they could make it happen at any point. And then obviously like Washington actually does. You know, and even against the Rangers to some extent, like yeah, like you're down four two, you're down five two, and maybe at five two you're dejected, but Alexander Texier scores, it's five three, and you're like, oh, maybe this team can actually like maybe score another goal and like then things get really interesting at that with seven minutes left in the game. But obviously we know how that one ended. But I think about like obviously the Carolina game, the first the first home loss of the year, like that was not no bueno, like that one scratch it, like not good. You know the the Rangers' loss is probably one that you put up there, and and I mean, and I mean the Rangers lost the first time around, being shut out for nothing. But <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think like finding yourself down, you recognize that this team isn't out, and, and and a lot of times like it, it's teams that have a lot of veteran presence that can, you know, kind of like dig in and make sure that they don't lose the, their way when they're down. But it, it feels like these young guns who like it almost gives me an ignorance is bliss kind of vibe. Like we don't know what it's like to be down. Like we don't know, like it doesn't feel any different playing down than it does playing up. And so we're just going to go out there. We're just going to keep playing. And sure enough, young gun himself, Igor Chanakov, first NHL goal against the Detroit Red Wings. It's the game tying goal. And really like what's not getting talked about enough here, uh, in my opinion, is – is the amazing setup by Jakub Voracek. I mean, just, like, the ability for him to, like, put the puck in a space that allowed for Chinny to just, I mean, like, all alone on Grice, like, you know, separates him from three defensemen at the blue line with that pass. I mean, it's incredible. Like, it's just so good. And, again, it goes back to this idea of, yeah, he he does this. Like, that's, like, literally what he gets paid to do is to uh, rack in every single possible assist possible. He now has 12 on the year which is just absolutely mind-boggling to me. I mean, like, he's easily on pace to set a Blue Jaguars record for most assists in the season right now. Uh, And and I feel like we should talk about him a little bit more. But we're not going to talk about him before we talk about that incredible goal celebration.
1: Yeah, so I was at the game with our friend Jake. And um, ironically enough, in the intermission before the third period, we had been talking, I'd been filling him out, in on some of the things about players and stuff and had talked about how we're all waiting for Chinnikov to get his first goal. And, you know, he's known for this wicked shot and he's had some really solid attempts and, you know, we're all just sort of on pins and needles waiting. So it was kind of like when, when the puck hit the back of the net, It was kind of like collectively, the whole arena took a deep breath in, because we were just like, "Did that really happen?" Um, And then just everyone erupted into this massive amount, because obviously, you know, it's the game tying goal. This goal, like, this game has been so back and forth, and you know, at this point, we really wanna, we really wanna try and win, and then to have it also be his very first goal in the NHL. One that, you know, we've been waiting so long to see. He's been waiting so long. And then, of course, just the NHL's cutest besties just find each other on the ice. And Cole Sillinger tackles the crap out of Igor Chinnikov. And, you know, you could just tell how much, you know, he was so excited for his friend. And they're going through this experience together. And... You know, it was just, it was just so cute.
0: Well, and I think like, there are a couple of things about it, right? Like that just are so exciting. I think if you're a Blue Jackets fan, when you watch that, so like Brad Larson, his, you know, post game press conference, he talks about how he could hear silly, like on the bench talking to Chinny about like, Hey, like you're getting, you're getting there. You're there. Like you're, you're going to find it. Like you're going to find it. Keep going, keep going. And then obviously it happens, right, in the elation of both players to have that moment and, like, to celebrate it together. It's really great. But the other thing about this, too, is this team, and, and we'll keep talking about the game, of course, like, but this team is having fun. Like, even on games that don't go their way and in games that don't go their way, like, this team has an unidentifiable, if you're a Blue Jackets fan, swagger to them that is just so fun to watch. Like if like I'm having fun watching Blue Jagger talk every single night, and it's because I know just how dynamic that locker room is for the first time in a really long time. You know, it's fun. It's fun to watch them have fun, and maybe that's also coming off of a season that might have been one of the least fun in Blue Jackets' memory. Like fans aren't allowed in the arena, they're not playing well. You know, there's drama off the ice. You name it. People are getting traded away. I mean, like, shit show. Maybe that makes this season feel so much more fun and it makes the team feel so much more fun. But, like, in recent memory, like, I can't name a team that seems like it's having more fun. I mean, hell, even the team that swept Tampa Bay, right? Like, I had all sorts of off-the-ice drama and I had all sorts of woe is us going into the playoffs because if we wouldn't have rattled off, like, eight out of nine wins, we wouldn't have made the playoffs. So, like, it just, like, this is fun hockey. I'm grateful to be watching it and I can't wait to see where it goes from here, because it's been a lot of fun to watch.
1: Yeah, agreed. It's just, they are, they're having fun, and they're, yeah, yes, they're very definitely, like, tough moments and frustrating moments from a fan and from a a player perspective, but, like, you can tell that like when they do rally together, like they're having a good time and you know, the celebration with, with Chini getting his first goal and all that sort of stuff, but the, and I don't know if you've probably seen it, but the reaction that Lars had um, about three minutes later when yeah. Dr. Rensky scored what would be the game winning goal. Um, like, Lars just lost his mind. He was so excited for his team, for all of them to have rallied back. Um, And great goal for Zach, his third of the year. Assist goes to Gus Nyquist. Um, you know, and we were just really, we were in it. But then again, <laughs> I turned and looked at Jake and I said, we just have to hold them off for like a minute and a half. Like right, that's and all I mean, we have to do is hold them off. Uh, which, in years past, would have been easily something that would have completely blown up in our faces. I'm sorry. Did you watch?
0: Did you watch the Colorado game where they scored two empty net goals and tied the game from four to two yeah. to four to four? So yeah, I mean, not even years past, like games <laughs> past.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: there's some. Um, there is some trauma-informed fear happening there
1: yes but we still ended up winning that game so it's okay
0: true but yeah i mean like they they struggle with that sometimes
1: yes um and so we were (laughs) we were just sort of standing there like on with bated breath just being like come on just don't mess this up don't mess this up don't mess this up um detroit pulls their goalie (laughs) um to try and tie up the game and you know you've had faith in him for a while I'm still on the fence but Mr. Alexander Texier <laughs> comes in and secures that win scoring our fifth and final goal of the evening um with literally three seconds left in the game
0: yeah so. and I, mean, I want to I want to go back to the Zach goal, too, right? Like, obviously, like, it's a game-winning goal, and that's important. But just the way that play developed, too, like, to uh, have Gus Nyquist lose his stick, to have Zach Wierenski then, like, give... I think this is how it played out, right? Like, Zach Wierenski then gave Gus Nyquist his stick and then grabbed the stick off of the ice to then come up and score the game-winning goal that was assisted by Gus Nyquist. You know, it just, like it's a veteran kind of play right like to have the presence of mind to do that to them like f- figure out a way to get a hold of a stick to then get back up ice to to do this and I even like had myself like in the last couple of days I've been thinking about how Zach Wierenski's played really well like I think he's really shown up in the absence of Seth Jones on this team obviously you're seeing that in his ice time without a doubt but where you haven't really seen a ton is in the scoreboard like you you want to see Zach I think like be a far more dynamic score at least that's just the brand of hockey he's played before right like it doesn't it's not what he has to do to be successful but it's just how he's played and so I, i say that i think he has 11 points no that's not right he has eight points you know that's obviously nothing to like you know be down upon but he just hasn't had a ton of opportunities to like put the puck in the back of the net this season and so it was nice to watch him do that in such a meaningful way against his hometown Detroit Red Wings. Sorry, he doesn't want to play there. And and it was fun. It was fun to watch. And it was assisted by a former Red Wing and Gus Nyquist. So I was I was super happy with it. I I just felt like overall the way the team found a way, right, to dig in, to rely again on this, you know, I guess the best way you could describe it is like. Check and Sons line that has just been really nice. It's been really nice to watch and really fun to watch, and so I'm really excited to watch it some more.
1: Why do I really want a shirt that says Voracek and Sons?
0: I have to say I have to shout out Dina because when we were recording Holy Grail last night for fieldpasshockey.com sorry, shameless plug. Uh, <laughs> we she was talking about um, Hartnell and Sons, which was the line that was, I believe was it Scott Hartnell, Marco Dano, and Alexander Wenberg? I want to say what's the line. And they called it Hartnell and Sons. So, you know, I can't take too much credit for that. That's been on the back of my brain ever since she said that. And I'm like, yeah, Vorchek and Sons. Like, yeah, that's like literally what this is. Because they literally could be his government sons. Like, they literally could be biologically his children. Well, uh, Igor would be a young, a young moment. A little bit of a high school slip up. But like, actually, I guess Cole would be too. Anyways, you know what? Laura I
1: was say, is not as old as you're making him
0: out to be I know but he looks so old like he does like he does like in a good way sorry it's, it's coming off like I'm dragging like I just like he gives me like big time dad energy like
1: it's the beard
0: like what oh what, what was the assist like I, I do it all the time what do you mean like that like it's to me <laughs> like just very dad energy like I don't know I don't know
1: yes it's his cool calm collected demeanor And the
0: beard. Well, I might not ever be able to be a carny Laura. I really might not be able to do that. But you know what I might be able to do?
1: Be a Draft King?
0: (laughs) I could could be a Draft King. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm okay with that title. But, uh, you know... Even though I can't be a DraftKings, I know for a fact that I can go and win some serious cash on DraftKings, especially now that the NHL season is underway and DraftKings Sportsbook, which is an official sports betting partner of the NHL and a proud presenter of this podcast. Um, They have an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice, and new customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game, and they can win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deflection, however they light the lamp, you win. If uh, Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, don't worry. DraftKings isn't going to leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings daily fantasy sports contests. And DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. You're going to want to download the sports. Oh, you know what you're going to want to do? You're going to want to undo, And you're going to want to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. You're going to throw down $1 on any NHL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the National Hockey League. Must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I really have to work, I think, on how quickly i say that last line i feel like i, I feel like the disclaimer is, is too long i feel like i feel like i'm not i feel like i'm giving the people too much information with the disclaimer but you know our friends at draftkings they want everybody to know it all
1: that is true they do
0: well oh see i always used to judge um we keep bringing up karen and georgia for my favorite murder like when we mm-hmm. talk about about the segment but i always used to judge them when they would record an episode and they'd be like who goes first this week you go first me go first because i'm like it's just you just recorded it like what do you mean you don't remember who went first last time laura i don't know who, which one of us gave our starts first last time i have no idea
1: oh since i just listened to the last episode today um you went first so i get to go first
0: hey you go right ahead you could have told me that i did you did i shit you could have told me that the ghost of christmas past did, and i would believe you so
1: well, that would have been an interesting time um
0: we'll have so, a yeah. time. uh
1: three stars of the week so my third star of this week um is Adam Boquist because he's been out with this mysterious <laughs> injury for a couple weeks now and you know we've all just been sort of waiting for him to come back. And you know he got he he was showing a little bit before he got injured, um, but to have him come back, score his first goal as a Blue Jacket, um, you know I just think that says a lot about you know what he wants to bring to this team, and you know we definitely needed. We're still working out the kinks defensively, uh, but you know it's nice to have some some fresh energy. Uh, returning to the lineup and you know I just love anytime someone gets their first goal on our team and you know that sort of weight gets lifted um, off of them and you know who knows the world is his oyster at this point plus he's just so adorable and the team released all of his gifts after he got his first goal and like he's just I'm not sure if he understood what some of them meant when he was doing them, but they were just so funny. So Adam Boquist gets my third star. My second star, um, he's been out of my lineup for a little bit but it's gotta go back to Captain Boone Jenner because seven goals already in this season. He did what he needed to do to bring his team back to life on Monday night Um, That goal was so major in so many ways and you know you just more and more you're seeing him out there on the ice fighting for his team whether it be with the refs whether it be in defending the players whether it be making important plays or you know putting it in the back of the net when need be like Boone is just really coming in to his own as captain and you know things could have gone a lot differently had his goal not gone in on Monday night. So my number two is Boone Jenner. And then, of course, my number one, little Mr. Igor Chinnikov. First NHL goal. Um, It's what we've been waiting for for a long time. Um, I think it's really great that that, like I just said, that, you know, the weight being lifted off of his shoulders, like, you know, my hope is that we've unleashed this beast in him, and that shot of his is going to get more and more of an opportunity to be seen, and hopefully, you know, more and more pucks end up in the the back of the net for him. But, you know, and I'm just we've talked about it off mic, but I'm just so impressed by him being he's 20 years old, he's come over to a country he does not speak the language, whatsoever. Um, he knows very few words in English and he has just been over here working his butt off trying to make sure that he has a place on this team and I just think that's awesome I just think that's awesome that he's working so hard for his dream and you know <laughs> his he got the kepi at the end of the game and you could just tell that he had been preparing for this moment where he got to give his speech after the kepi and it may not have been complete sentences but the feeling and the emotional like purpose was there. So um what was it good game, good job, good goal next. So number 1 to Igor Tinnakov for me. Good
0: job, good work, good goal next. <laughs> so I have to know how you can call him what did you say, little little young, baby
1: Igor Chinnikov.
0: How do you call him little baby when he sounds like a like I mean like grown ass man, <laughs> like grown ass man, like that is the most Russian of Russian I have ever heard in my at entire his life. His face, his face is that of a twelve year old. Actually, literally, it's the face of a twenty year old, but uh, you know, the voice of a forty eight year old. Like it's just like <laughs> it's like the most. It's like, does not, two things don't line up, Uh, but I love it. I love it for sure. So for me, just because like, obviously like we've only got one game to assess here, right? Like I, my third star is somebody I've been a little critical of here in the last couple of, of weeks. I don't know if very vocally like on the podcast, but like Laura, just like you and I talking um, has been Gus Nyquist. Gus Nyquist feels like he's he's struggled in some ways to find his game, uh, you know, here at this point in the season. And I feel like over the course of the last couple of games, he started to kind of figure it out. Obviously, like he has, uh, you know, the goal. Oh, God, was it against it was against Washington. And, you know, it seems like, yeah, like in between some of these plays, some of the plays from around the puck or away from the puck. Excuse me. I'm like, oh, are you sure? Like what's going on? Says the guy who can't skate at all. But I I was kind of impressed with him. I think he's really starting to figure it out and he has two assists in this one, including the game winning assist on Zach Orensky's goal. So I'm like happy. And maybe I'm like trying to manifest him being more of that kind of player for the team moving forward. You know, I think obviously like the number one playmaker on this team is Jakub Voracek. Like, I think that like, that's kind of the expectation. Right. But, but I mean, the idea, right. Is that Gus Nyquist is also a playmaker and he's, in theory going to be creating opportunities for whatever line he's playing on. And in the last couple of games that's been with Boone Jenner and Oliver Bjorkstrand. And when I, there are two, those are two players that can score score goals and they score them in in incredibly different ways. And so for me, I'm excited to watch how Gus can continue to develop with those two. So long as everything stays the same in the lineup, just to kind of like see if he can find his game. And so I'm giving him my third star My number two star, I'm going to give, I'm going to give to Zach Wierenski. I, you know, he played 28 minutes on, on Monday and it's just been consistent. I mean, it's just been like, like 28 to 30 minute games for him. I mean, he's playing half of a hockey game every time the Blue Jackets play and and it's, you know, you wonder how sustainable it is, of course, and you hope that it is, but like, it's just impressive. And for him to, again, like maybe it's me manifesting a little bit or trying to manifest of like yeah, like for him to start producing would be huge for this team to be able to pick up a lot of, you know, defensive production. Like, I think that that would be really key. And so speaking that into existence and then, yeah, like, I mean, like to go with anybody other than <laughs> Igor Chinnikov for your first star, I mean, like, I just don't think like, it'd make a lot of sense. Like it just doesn't, Uh, you know, I think, I mean, you and I have talked about it and every Blue Jackets fan who pays attention to this team has talked about it. It's like, this kid just needed to score one. Like he just needed to score. And now that he has scored, you wonder like what's next? Like what, like that, d- like eventually he's gonna start putting him away like crazy. I mean, this is no normal rookie, right? Like this this guy played against men all season last year in the KHL, was named the rookie of the year in the KHL. And, and so, like, he, he's he been here and he's done this. Like, it's not necessarily new territory. Obviously, the skill is better here in the NHL, right? But, like, he can do it. And it has been really exciting to see him have opportunity after opportunity and for him to not give up. I think the Blue Jackets have had this thing, especially with Russians, so I'm a little bit, like, worried about this, like, carrying over. But it's, like, we draft these players who are really young and supposed to be really great, and they come over and they, like, don't just don't latch on. I'm thinking about like Nikolai Sherda very specifically or like Nikita Filatov. Like these are players like the blue jackets just couldn't make work. And granted the blue jackets couldn't make really much of anything work in the time in which Nikita Filatov and Nikolai Zherdov played for the team, but I digress. And so, you know, you're hopeful that this is the one, like he's going to stick and he's going to find his game. And so I'm really excited about it. And it makes you wonder, right? Like, now that we've wrapped up this game with Detroit and you're looking forward, you've got you've got some players who are fixing to potentially start making their way back into the lineup soon, and you have to wonder how that's going to affect some things, right? Like, things are going to start changing a little bit in the lineup. Max Domi is skating again. You know, Kevin Stenlund is still with the big squad, so he's still in the NHL, uh, you know, taking – line rushes on this like fifth line i guess you could call it like i don't really know actually that feels like bullshit i'm calling on the sixth line because we already have the fifth line so uh the sixth line of (laughs) max of kevin studlin and then of immo vemstrom like remember him like he's still here uh he's coming off of an oblique strain of his own uh so you know how strange is it right like the the, that him and patrick line both put down with the same thing but It'll be interesting to see how this shapes out. Like I think obviously like you have a pretty and this is no disrespect to the player who makes his NHL debut on Monday, but it, if Max is coming back in, like I think it makes a lot of sense to to just move Justin Danforth out of the picture. I don't know if there's anybody else who makes as much sense as, as moving Justin Danforth out. And maybe you disagree and that's okay. Uh no, we're on the same page and so but then it starts to get interesting, right? Like you start to run into, okay. All right. So what do you do with Emil Bemstrom? Like when he's healthy? Like is he a scratch? Like is he like not gonna get his chance, right? Like is he do you do you throw him in for Greg Hoffman? I don't know. Like I think Greg Hoffman's looked okay. Like, do you do you put him in for Igor Chinnikov? I don't think you can. Like, I really don't think you can take Chinny out of the lineup. Like, I and I just like I, it's it's gonna get weird in the middle six. Like it's gonna get weird.
1: Yeah, no, and, you know, we've hinted at this <clears throat> over the course of the last couple of weeks, is, you know, we are getting, it's it's a good and a bad problem to be in, like, to have to make these difficult decisions, but they truly are, you know, difficult decisions. Max was playing really well up until the point where he got, um, well, injured, came back, COVID, coming back now, so, like, you know, you can't really penalize him in that sort of way. And like, you know, Bemstrom has been struggling, so you want to see like how he's feeling coming off post this injury. Um you know, it's, yeah, I think Danforth, I think Danforth himself understands that he's like gonna fluctuate back and forth between the monsters and us depending on injury and everything, and obviously Patrick Line is coming back, you know, not in the nearest of future, but, like, soon enough, and that's also going to mix some things up again, but it's, yeah, it is a it is a case of the good, no good situation to be in when you have caliber players that you're having to sort of disrupt as injuries become no longer Um, Trey fix Wolanski was just uh, taken off of IR and is back with Cleveland. So, you know, these these injuries are wrapping themselves up and we're finding ourselves in very interesting predicament. But it's going to be hard to – I don't envy Lars in the slightest to have to make those decisions, especially when you start having lines – that are gonna get get chemistry like this Voracek, to cylinder line where you're like do you really want to take the kids away from their dad? That's kind of messy. And who's paying child support? Line A? <laughs> like
0: I mean uh... there's no way this doesn't end in your least favorite word, right? Oh no what like someone's gonna get traded no i mean like i just like right like because who do you take like all right Mac max is healthy max is back in let's say he goes in for danforth that one feels again pretty clean pretty obvious again what do you do with benstrom do you I got to look to see if he's waiver eligible because that's obviously like important, right? Like if he's not waiver eligible, if he can just be sent down to Cleveland, like, okay, like maybe that's like, maybe that kind of like solves itself. But I think, I think where things start to get interesting is like when Patrick does get healthy, right? Like what do you do here? Because because you, you have to take one of the kids off of that line. Like, you have to. It doesn't make sense, right? Like, the reason you brought in Patrick – or you brought in, um, you know, Jakub Voracek, right, was to, like, be a playmaker for Patrick Laine. And we've watched what happens when Patrick Laine doesn't have a playmaker on his line. Like, we're familiar with that. And and what we didn't see last year at all and what we haven't seen this year, kind of going back to maybe what I just said, is, like, we haven't seen Patrick Laine and Gus Nyquist play together. So, like, maybe maybe Gus Nyquist can figure it out for Patrick Laine. Like, but I don't feel confident in that. Like – I really don't think <laughs> that there's any way you can, like you can keep Patrick Line and Naka Voracek apart once they're like, if they're both healthy, at least to start things. Now, if it doesn't work and it doesn't click, then, then and are you, sure. talking,
1: are you talking about having cylinder center for them? Or are you talking about having Boone center for them?
0: Yeah, I think you have cylinder center for them. I do, at least. I mean, I because I, like, I think he's done a, a pretty good job, you know, right now, right? Like, I don't think you – so, yeah, I mean, like, Chinny's the one that gets bumped, right? Like, but then I think the question becomes, okay, like, ah, it's just fucked, right? Because, like, what do you do? Like, do you move Chinny down to the second line to play with Oliver and Boone? I don't hate that. I'd be interested to see that. Like that could be interesting to watch. And then do you take, uh, you know, Gus and you bump him down and you take Hoffman out. Like Hoffman's gone and out of the picture, right? Like, and you have Gus. Um, you have Gus. Yeah. You have Max and you have. Do you have Jack? Like, I don't. I don't know. Like, what? Like, is that a line? Like, because I mean, obviously, like, I don't think you can separate Corrali, Robinson and Texier. Like, they've been the best line on this team. Like, you can't do that. And so, obviously, this is not an issue we have to worry about now, but it is definitely something that you have to keep in your rear view mirror, right? Like, once everybody's healthy on this team, like, there's some clogs. And, like, we haven't even found a home for Emil Memstrom yet at this point, right? Like, unless it's Cleveland. But then you're in a similar situation with Justin Danforth, Gregory Hoffman, and those are two players, three players, no, two players, God, two players at least in Danforth and Hoffman that are – you know, on one-year deals. So, like, you don't have, like, a long-term commitment to them. Although, like, I really like the way that they, like, especially Hoffman. The sample size is not big enough for Danforth. So, I mean, it's tough, right? Like, and then you have layers that we aren't even talking about right now. Uh Let me throw a name out there for you. You ready? Liam Foodie. Liam Foodie's just, he's just hanging out in Cleveland, like, which is where he needs to be. Like, I'm not mad about it, but, like, He's somebody who's going to have, like, a say about this lineup here in the next couple of years. Then you have people in Russia, like Dmitry Vronkov, um, you know, like Kirill Marchenko. Like, these players are coming over. Like, it's just going to be such a clog. It's, like, here in the center. And it's, like, okay, like. <sighs> well, like,
1: yeah, and you have to think about Kent Johnson and some oh of God, other. Oh, God,
0: yeah. I didn't even think about Kent Johnson. Jesus Christ. Like, I didn't even think about him. Is- like.
1: Killing it in Michigan. Yeah, how disrespectful
0: um, that I'm like not even thinking about him.
1: But yeah, no, it is, yeah, it's definitely going to be tough times decision-wise um for a while. Um but hopefully we we just have to trust in in Yarmo and uh Lars that they make the best decisions while some may be painful, that um, they make the best decisions to get this team moving in the right direction. I mean, but for now, like we said, like, this team is so fucking fun to watch. And like, even on the shit days, like, they're still fun to watch. And, you know, I think it makes those wins even better, because you know, they're having fun. And you know that they're genuinely excited um and like positive and happy when they do win um because there are sometimes I watch a team I watch a team win and you're like they're just so like either used to it or just like in a level of arrogance where like they just don't they're like yeah of course we won and like that's just like not fun for me um and yeah. I I love, I love to see the genuine excitement and pride and you know hard work has paid off sort of scenario. So they're just freaking fun to watch.
0: Yeah, they are. And I I mean like and I think you have a lot of fun hockey to watch here in the next couple of days. You know, as you're listening to this episode it's Thursday, if you're listening to it the day it dropped it again we're in this horcrux if not horcrux. That's the wrong thing. We're in this, you know, i don't even know why that's slick came to my brain oh god we're in this predicament where our episode's coming out on thursday but we're also playing a game on thursday and so by the time you listen to this podcast if it's friday this might be moot and you might be like why didn't they talk about this it's because it came out on thursday and they're playing the arizona coyotes if you're listening to this podcast on friday and we lost that game check in on your favorite podcast hosts because we're not going to be okay uh they beat, they beat the fucking St. Louis Blues, and Jordan Bennington let me down. I was like, oh, surely this is going to be an easy win for, for Bennington and for the Blues, who have played pretty well to this point. And they said, actually, alternatively, right, like, hear me out. What if we pitch you this? What if we lose um, to the Arizona Coyotes and give them their second win of the season in 16 games? And <laughs> – and they said it in whatever meeting they were in, and the rest of the folks were like, ah, "Yep, actually, yeah, that's a great, great for our creative directions. Yep, that's really good." And,
1: and to the Coyotes,
0: fuck them, I don't care. And so if we <laughs> if we lose that game, I'm not going to be okay. So then you go to Vegas. Vegas is not the Vegas of Vegas past, right? Like they're good. Like they're like a fine hockey team right now. Uh, they're nine and seven. They're, uh, you know, just sitting right outside of the wild card uh, in the West. They're kind of figuring things out. Like they're getting a little bit better. They were really fighting the injury bug a little bit there for a while, but, but yeah, and it, well, they still are. They are still fighting the injury bug. But that's a team that's not as good as it has been in the past. Like, okay, and we'll talk about it on our next episode. But then on Monday you go to Buffalo. Like it's just like there is there is potential here for the Blue Jackets to put together a nice little string of games. And I think um, I think that that is exciting if you're a Blue Jackets fan.
1: Yeah. No, it's, sorry. I had to check the schedule because I was like, wait, what? But yeah, no, Thursday, Arizona, Saturday. For some reason, I thought we played Vegas on Sunday, and I was like, what? Um, but yeah. Uh Saturday, Vegas, and Monday, Buffalo. Um yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I think I think Corpy's gonna start tomorrow against the coyotes. Um, Elvis has had two starts in a row. I think they're probably gonna toss out one to Corpy. And then more than likely Elvis in Vegas, just for the show of it all.
0: On a Saturday night, too, you have to. Yeah.
1: Like you just, you just have to let him, and hope you know, you just fingers crossed, knock on all things wood, that Elvis does Elvis things, and you know maybe we get a return of the like guitar strum at the end of the game.
0: But uh, just might.
1: All that sort of just love and excitement. So, and then they can flip a coin for Buffalo. And see,
0: Yeah, maybe that can be the game where they're like, "Okay, hey, Corby, you're going to play, so that way everybody in Buffalo can see how good you are so we can trade you there. <laughs> like, maybe that'll yeah, be of
1: it. Course that's what you would say. <laughs>
0: <sighs> Listen, it's just like, I, uh, uh, yeah, it's going to happen. I don't, yeah, it's going to happen. But uh, yeah, I think you're right. Like, I think they'll play Corby in Arizona. I think Elvis on Saturday. And then we can have a discussion on Sunday's episode, or Monday's episode, I guess, about who the hell they should start on Monday against the Sabres.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, we—it it is not a slow Thanksgiving week for the Blue Jackets.
0: Yeah, they're staying busy.
1: Yeah. I mean, they go to Buffalo on Monday and then immediately turn around to play Winnipeg with the return of Pierre-Luc Dubois for the first time since drama... Yeah, what happened there 21.
0: didn't he used to play for us
1: yeah i think so something like that something like that yeah and then vancouver and st louis it's a busy week folks we're not slowing down so
0: we are not but neither is the podcast. We've got a lot of fun things happening. We've got a lot of new episodes coming out soon. So obviously like check those out, but Laura, is there anything else on your radar before we wrap this one up?
1: No, not really. Just thanks for the continued love on our latest interview episode with Catherine Dobbs, um, executive vice president and chief marketing officer for the blue jackets. Um, we love that's a, that's an evergreen episode. So you can go ahead and if you haven't listened to it, go back and check it out. It definitely was one of our favorite interviews to do. And yeah, we're just looking forward to putting out more content and really getting into this and soaking up as much hockey as we can before February comes and we have to not have it for a whole month.
0: It's going to be hard. It's going to be really hard for us. It is. It is it is but you know what's not hard for us
1: talking about our social media
0: yeah interacting with you lovely humans on Twitter so Laura I think you need to tell them where they can do that
1: absolutely you can find us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at subjectively pod you can find us on Facebook at subjectively speaking you can also find us on YouTube now at subjectively speaking um, we are starting to put up some more YouTube content. If you would like to check out our website, uh, it's beautiful. Jeremy designed it. That is subjectivelyspeaking.com. And if you are looking for some cold weather, game appropriate, super cute merch to wear and want to support your two favorite podcasters, you can go to our merch store, which is subjectivelyspeaking.threadless.com. We have lots of fun items over there. We're also going to be, Threadless is going to be running some deals for Black Friday and the holidays, so we will be posting about that very soon. And lastly, you can rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Again, we don't know why they matter, but if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, scroll on down, give us a five-star rating. And it helps us get noticed in the charts, and helps more people find our fun little podcast family. And we just love and appreciate y'all so much.
0: Hashtag fun little podcast family. I love that. We are that. We are very much a fun little podcast family. And you know what we do? We love each other in this fun little podcast family and we wish you all to be super well until we get a chance to connect again soon it's going to be a long couple of days before we can again but don't worry there's hockey in between so soak it up enjoy it and we will come to you all with a hot and fresh new episode of subjectively speaking on monday
1: bye